0: It is the most anticipated home game of the season for Syracuse football. They're 4-0, and they play host to the Clemson Tigers to open up ACC play. Will the Orange get their revenge from last year as Clemson spoiled Syracuse's undefeated start, or do the Tigers reign supreme for what I believe would be the fifth straight contest? This is an exciting week. We'll see what happens. We'll break it all down. We've got the keys to success for the Orange. We've got a prediction, and we're breaking down both sides of the matchup here on your Locked On Syracuse Friday episode. So without further ado, let's jump right in. You are Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up? What's happening? Welcome to your Lockdown Syracuse Friday episode. It's your boy OV saying thank you so much for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen today and every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. That's part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team. That's Syracuse every day. Oh, and Valentine with the Clemson preview episode. Syracuse 4 0, Clemson 2 and 2, right? It's been a series recently that's been close, despite the fact that Clemson is, I believe, 9-1 against Syracuse in the last 10 matchups. They've had Syracuse's number, but Syracuse has played them pretty close more times than not, it's felt like, especially in the last four or five years since 2018, uh, or 2017, excuse me, when the Orange shocked the Tigers that were then the second-ranked team in the country in the dome. That was my freshman year at Syracuse. We're now six years removed from that, right? Is it six years? 18, 19, 20. One, two, three. Six years since that game has happened. We still talk about it like it was yesterday. We still reflect on it like it was yesterday. Obviously, last year's matchup. Uh, an incredible start for Syracuse, the defensive scoop and score for Jihad Carter. Uh, the team played lights out defensively, maybe not lights out, but then don't break. Uh, on defense, forced a couple of timely turnovers, uh, got out to a lead, and then sort of shut down offensively in the second half. A late hit call, uh, a non-called late hit call, and then Syracuse drops to six and one, and then six and two, six and three, six and four, six and five. We don't need to talk about that. Uh, the five or the four games to follow that, but Syracuse and Clemson consistently play pretty close matchups. They're one-score games. It feels like more times than not in recent history. And I think that's exactly what seems like it is brewing come tomorrow. Noon kickoff in the Dome. I'm a little concerned. I'll say this. I I don't see people buying tickets and forcing this to be a capacity crowd as much as I had maybe hoped. Uh, But there's still some time for that to happen. Grab a ticket. Get to the Dome. Be loud. Be obnoxious. right? Be a presence. And the 12th man, to use my Seahawks reference, be a 12th man. To uh, to help make this the true home field advantage for Syracuse right see what you can do the students, I believe, will be out camping pretty soon Uh, they're doing a little camp out for the front row or the front couple of rows in the student section that'll be fun get a little team building, get a little uh, community building for the Orange Faithful. What do we have going on in terms of this matchup, right? Clemson's 2-2. Two and two. On paper, you're jumping for joy. This Clemson team sucks. They're terrible. They lost to Duke. They, they blew it against Florida State. They had a really rough start uh, in, in their second game of the season, too. Pump the brakes. It's Clemson football. This is a team that is recruiting top-10 caliber recruiting classes, every single year, okay? Remember last season after Syracuse dropped to Clemson and we were like, oh, they'll still beat a down Notre Dame team and Notre Dame swept the floor with Syracuse, okay? I'm not saying right now that I think Clemson does that. I'm just saying let's look beyond the record of the Clemson Titans. Dabo Sweeney has said this 2-2 two and two team is better than 4-0 and o teams that he's had in the past. The key for them and the issue for them, the kryptonite, has been timely turnovers and they've lost the turnover battle in three of their four games. So far this season, they struggled off the get. That's their only road game uh was against Duke and they did fall to open up the season. Uh, but this is a team that played Florida state, who I stand by as one of, if not, uh, you know, easily a top five team in the country in my mind, I, I see them as in, in my mind right now, it, a shoo in for the college football playoff, looking at the rest of their schedule, played them really close, fell short at the end and missed field goals, some other things, throw it in the mix, whatever it is. This is a legitimate Clemson team. This is a team that we should not be walking into if you're Syracuse saying this team is bad. They're not a bad football team. They're a team that's fallen on the wrong side of close games two times this season. Okay. And as Sweeney said, you know, they're three plays away in his mind, from being a 4-0 football team. This is a team that can beat Syracuse by 15 to 20 points if Syracuse doesn't show up and play a solid game. And Syracuse has had some shaky moments in the last couple of weeks. You look at the opening drive and that opening series against, uh, against Army, where Army just without hesitation, without any interference, puts the ball on the floor and makes its way 75 yards or whatever it was. Yeah, 75 yards on that opening drive to score. You look at when Syracuse got beat um, against Western Michigan for a 70 plus 80 yard touchdown on the one of the first possessions of the game for Western Michigan. This team has, has had moments. It's had bad penalties. It has had injuries, which we'll talk about in a little bit. You can't let that be the start, right? You got to be aware of that. And and that's if Syracuse comes out and plays like we've seen them in in flashes of bad this year, right? This is not a team that has been utterly perfect. It's a team that's perfect in the record column. And when you're Syracuse football, that is what matters. But it is also a team that has by no means been flawless. And, And Clemson is a well and beyond good enough team to exploit that if Syracuse doesn't come out ready to ball on Saturday morning and Saturday afternoon, whatever it's a noon kickoff. Say what you want to say, uh, but this is that's the type of game this is for Syracuse. This is the the true litmus test. This is a who are you? You're four and zero, but who have you proven it against? Clemson is a formidable enough opponent by a long shot to say this is a legitimate football team. You beat Clemson, you're in the top twenty-five next week. No questions asked in my mind. That is what this game means. You beat Clemson, who even though is two and two, people understand. Is still a good football team, and you now have established yourself a name heading into North Carolina as a five-and-zero football team for the second straight year. Shout out to Dino Babers for that. Shout out to two new coordinators for that in Rocky Long and Jason Beck. Uh, this is a game that is going to test the both of them. Clemson's offensive star power is maybe a little bit down in comparison to their national championship-caliber teams, but the star power is up by tenfold compared to the talent that Syracuse has faced so far through four games this season. You look at Clubman, you look at Will Shipley, you look at what this offense can do. You go to the defensive side of the ball. They've got studs. Their defense is outstanding, right? They've lost two games. I'm not blaming their defense for those losses. I think this is a very solid Clemson defense and without question, the best defense that Syracuse will face through five games this year. It's a tough game for the Orange. And even though Clemson is 2-2, two and two, I cannot stress this enough, it does not make this a cakewalk. That does not make this an easy game by any stretch of the imagination. And I can see a wide range of outcomes happening depending on what Syracuse shows up and how much they buy in from the get-go in the JMA Wireless Dome on Saturday afternoon. I'm excited. I'm fired up. I think this is going to be such an electric game. I told you guys this earlier in the week. I will be front row in the end zone uh, a little bit off to the side in the opposite corner to the student section, uh, making some noise, doing some things, having some fun, uh, enjoying what hopefully turns out to be a solid football game. I know uh, I was in the front row in the opposite corner in 2019, I believe it was. Uh, When Clemson came to the Dome and and that game sucked for Syracuse, they came out flat. It wasn't great. They lose that one pretty big. Uh, Probably the worst showing for Syracuse against Clemson in a little while. Uh, But it is what it is. Uh, This is a game I always look forward to. It's a game that has a lot of memories for me in terms of my four years at Syracuse. Uh, Freshman year, right? One of the first weeks I'm at Syracuse. It was uh, Friday the 13th, right? Syracuse upsets Clemson. That's a huge deal for me. My senior year, uh, 2020, COVID season, it's me and five of my closest friends take a trip. We all get credentialed down in Death Valley for Syracuse at Clemson, uh, get to cover that game uh, in a year where you weren't traveling to cover football games because people were, you know, it was a 25% capacity crowd. You weren't allowed to leave New York State technically. We broke a rule or two. Oh well, we quarantined after. No one got sick, thankfully. I'm always excited for this game. Uh, it's a lot of nostalgia for me, based on uh, you know just my time there. And I'm only a couple of years out, but always fun to to get back in. A couple of my buddies that I graduated with coming back for the weekend. So always exciting for these games. Let's take a quick break, uh, and then we will continue talking. Talk some keys for Syracuse, because they can win this football game. Yes. I'm telling you, Clemson is good, and that is because they are. But Syracuse can win this football game. On the other side, we'll break down what they need to do to put themselves in the best possible situation to do so uh, on Saturday. But first, let's chat a little bit about our friends over at Neutrafold. Let me get that banner off the screen for those of you on YouTube so you can see that full-on Nutrafol. You don't have to choose anymore between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole-body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. There's no drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Men think losing their hair is inevitable. Take control of your hair's future with Nutrafol's science-backed hair growth supplement for men. It's the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown To improve your hair growth visible thickness and visible scalp coverage their hair growth supplements use physician formulated natural science-backed ingredients their drug-free patented technology provides consistent reliable results without compromising your sexual health go to neutrophil.com men take their hair health wellness quiz identify causes of your thinning hair and neutrophil will give you a personalized plan for better hair health through whole body wellness Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners ten dollars off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to nutrafol.com/men and enter the promo code Locked On College. Find out why over four thousand healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com/men, spelled nutrafo dot com/men and enter promo code Locked On College. That's nutrafol.com/men. Promo code Locked On. College. All right, Owen Valentine here on a Clemson preview episode. You're locked on Syracuse Friday, taking it into the weekend, breaking down this matchup for Syracuse. It's a strong Clemson team, one of the best two-and-two teams that you could possibly come across. They've fallen up short a couple times. They're 0-2 in ACC play. It's a team with some studs. It's a team with some firepower. Let's look at what Syracuse needs to do to succeed in this football game. I'm going to talk injuries to start things off, right? Syracuse's wide receiver room has has dealt with injury so far this season. No questions asked. Uh, Aronde Gadsden, out for the season. You've seen different intensities in terms of stepping up into that role in his absence. You've got a guy in Isaiah Jones right now who we're not really sure uh, what the case is for him. Dino said, oh, it was just low snaps. Uh, and then he sort of said maybe he's actually hurt. And so we're we're sort of looking to see what the gist is with Isaiah Jones come tomorrow, come kickoff time. You saw very, very briefly um, a guy in Trevor Pena make a return last week, but it seemed like he might actually be hurt once again, another hit to your wide receiving group. So you look at the likes of Damian Alford, Donovan Brown, and Amari Hatcher, And then obviously LaQuint Allen out of the running game uh, and out of the backfield to step up and and they're going to need to have a big game. They're going to need to be a solid presence. Obviously, Damian Alfred is the guy to watch, right? The most, I would say, important in terms of who we thought was going to be the number two option outside of Gadsden heading into the season. He's coming off a career day last week with nine catches and 120-something yards. Uh, an outstanding performance against arm and hopefully he can build on that coming in here but you look at amari hatcher a guy who's had highs and lows this year you look at donovan brown who is going to be a mismatch creator because of his speed in the slot and a guy that you can really keep an eye on to to see what you can get out of him one of the most valuable pieces in replicating what you got success wise off of gadsden is that slot push and being able to fill into the slot where although Gadsden's listed as a tight end he spent most of his time in the slot and so looking for how he does that that's the thing right Clemson's defense is solid and I can you know say that all the time right they've lost two games but that defense can hold its own uh, and held its own against a really really strong Florida State squad uh, did its thing there I look right now, and I think that sort of segues into my next key for Syracuse, and that is to be dual threat, and that is in the likes of Garrett Schrader, and also in the likes of really finding a solid balance between the run game and the pass game. If you remember last season, when Syracuse played against Clemson, Sean Tucker didn't touch the football, right? It was that weird game where, you know, we don't need to talk about what happened and why they ended up losing, but Sean Tucker's carries last year were non-existent in this football game. And Syracuse never really figured out how they want to go about creating a ground game and a ground attack. And if you do that same approach this year, it's going to be a similar outcome where you're going to fall short. I look at this and I need Syracuse to develop the run game through Garrett Schrader. You know, Sweeney's talked about it all week. Dabo's talked about it all week about how they can beat you with the read option type stuff and being in, you know, that that true option from from Schrader to to LaQuint Allen at this point. Last year, Sean Tucker had five carries, five carries. He averaged over 10 yards a carry, but they didn't give him the ball again. 10 yards a carry, they didn't give him the football. In this game, you need to use LaQuint Allen. You need to establish him as an option and a guy that you can go to consistently you need Schrader to be the dual threat that he is. Clemson has had mixed results in their two ACC games, both of whom are uh, both of whom's quarterbacks, the teams they played, have been pretty much dual threat guys. And, and you look at Riley Leonard out of Duke, uh, had a lot of success on the ground, ran for nearly 100 yards on the ground, but they kept him in check in the passing game, kept him to 175 yards through the air. Different story in ACC game number two for the Tigers. You got Jordan Travis with Florida State negative two rushing yards, and he's a guy that can get out and move and get out and run, uh, and they held him in check, but he was able to beat them through the air, just shy of 300 yards throwing uh, in that game for Jordan Travis. Both of these are dual threat guys. I think Garrett Schrader has a case to be, in terms of running game, the, the best dual threat option in the ACC uh, because of how strong he is on the ground and what he can get size-wise in terms of extra yards. And he's made pretty good decisions in terms of when to get the push for a few more, when to slide, when to get out of bounds. It seems like that decision-making has improved. That key for Syracuse is to find the balance that you need to succeed in this game because both of those quarterbacks, Riley Leonard and Jordan Travis, have been able to take what they were given. In Leonard's case, it was on the ground. And you look for Sherader to be able to do that. In Travis's case, it was through the air because the ground was being shut down. So you need to look to Garrett Schrader, and this, you know, as a tangent, goes to the wide receiving core, the line, the running game, whatever. And you need Schrader to be able to succeed in what Clemson is giving you because both of those games, there has been a more successful option, and Syracuse needs to capitalize on that in this game. The key to success, and this is probably the biggest one for Syracuse, is the offensive line? Syracuse's offensive line is a unit that is 1,000% had some questions surrounding it this season. It has dealt with injury. David Wallaba goes down early on this year. Joe Moore, uh, we're still waiting to see what his deal is. Uh, Kalan Ellis, Kalan Ellis, still waiting on him, right? You, you've dealt with three crucial injuries to your offensive line. And from left to right, you go Enrique Cruz, Chris Bledsoe, John Ray Reed, Jacob Bradford, and Mark Petri. It's not the unit that you wanted to start the season. It is the unit that you have, and it is a unit that you need to have your binoculars out watching because they need to step up for Syracuse to succeed. If the O-line cannot show up in this game and cannot play a solid game that we think they can do maybe, but... You know, against lesser opponents, we haven't even really seen it in terms of I am sold on this O-line. We haven't had that game yet where the O-line has said, yeah, look at us. And now you're playing your toughest opponent. A squad that's going to have a four-man front uh, of 3, 33, 13, and 7 in terms of jersey numbers coming at you with a lot of pressure and a lot of success. A really, really good line. Uh, on the defensive side for Clemson. And look at this. Skyler's chiming in from the background because she knows the Clemson D line can expose Syracuse's offensive line. Skyler, we're trying to have a conversation here. She sees someone walking by. She loves dogs, and she loves people walking by. Let's go see what she's doing. We're going to take this thing mobile for one second, see if we can get her in check. Come on, baby. What are we doing? This is inside baseball. We'll bring Skyler. She just came from uh, the groomer. So she's all freshened up. Nice little haircut for the beautiful Skyler Australian Shepherd Minnie. Say hi. Say hi via camera presence. Look at you. All right. Can I finish this? Sweet. All right. Hopefully we're good now in that front. Well, look at the O-line because the front that we need to talk about is the defensive front for Clemson because they can absolutely wreak havoc. On Syracuse all right one final break and then we talk predictions we talk the important questions and we see what happens with Syracuse down the line in this one let's talk a little bit about eBay motors and then we will get our predictions passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive it's eBay motors they have everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance the prices you want—it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at eBay.com/motors. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Final stretch in your lockdown. Syracuse Friday episode. Syracuse four and zero. Clemson two and two. The Tigers zero and two in ACC play. Syracuse opening up its home—or not its home—its uh, ACC schedule as a whole what can they do what do they do in this matchup that is the important question I predicted in my season updated season prediction that Syracuse would win this football game injuries have hurt Uh, I look at a guy in Jeremiah Wilson too on the defensive side for Syracuse and what you know how healthy is he as he's going to be incredibly vital in shutting down you know a Clemson offense that that can beat you over the top if they need to I like the orange. I think the offensive line is truly the deciding factor in this for Syracuse. If the offensive line does not come out to play, this is going to be a long day for Garrett Schrader. It's going to be a long day for Syracuse football. But I'm going to stay positive. I'm going to stay on the front side. Uh, I, I think I, I look at you know sub-50 in terms of total points here. Uh, I look at Syracuse maybe by a score. I don't think they're winning by more than a score. I will give you Syracuse 23, Clemson. Let's get a funky number. Let's do uh, a little 23-19. We'll shout out Monsters, Inc. 23-19, to 19, Syracuse wins this football game. I don't know why that is the number that we chose, but it is. Uh, 23-19. We got a 23-19. Uh, that is going to be my score prediction for this. Syracuse. To top Clemson, 23-19. to My bold prediction of this game, uh, I've been trying to give one of those a game. I've been terrible at them uh, so far, but I'm trying to be bold. I'm not trying to be obnoxious. My bold prediction of the game is that LaQuint Allen goes back-to-back games now with 100 yards. Right? Did he have 100 yards last week? If not, we're going to disregard how I said back-to-back. LaQuint Allen with a 100-yard game on the ground is going to be my prediction in this one. It's a tough, tough Clemson defensive line to face. Let's see what happens. I look at LaQuint. I look at Schrader. You know, maybe we alter that. Let's say LaQuint and Garrett Schrader combined for north of 175 yards on the floor. That's the bold prediction of the week. Let's see what happens. Can Syracuse O-line show up? Can the receivers step up in the absence of a lot of guys that you expected to be big-time players? What does Klubnik have? What does Shipley have? Do they go to a guy in the run game and film off of that? You know, they didn't use a ton last week, but is a guy that can be a, a big time, uh, you know, runner for them. Uh, how do they use him? What does the Syracuse offense do against its best defense it's faced so far? And what does Rocky Long's defense look like against an offense that's a hell of a lot more capable than anything the Orange have seen thus far in 2023? What are your thoughts? Give me predictions in the comments. Give me keys in the comments that I missed something. If you're a Clemson fan watching this, is there something uh, that that I missed, something that I should know, something, maybe an injury that I I looked over or something along those lines? Feel free to toss it in there. Uh, Big week for me, right? My sister goes to Clemson. I am an SU alum. Uh, I'm the host of Lockdown Syracuse. So we got a fun little rivalry going on on that one. I'd love to have the bragging rights come uh, Saturday afternoon. Uh, Possibly a post-game episode uh, once I get home from the game on Saturday. So tomorrow, possibly a post-game episode. We'll see what happens with that. So stay on your feet. I'll tweet it out at LO underscore Syracuse on Twitter. I don't expect to have great service, so socials might be a little bit limited uh, heading into that game, but I will do everything that I can to stay in the loop until Saturday. Ooh, excuse me. Until Saturday or Monday, depending on whether or not we get that post-game episode. I'm Owen Valentine. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen today and every day. Be kind, make somebody smile, do the right thing, be a good person, all of that. It's your boy OV. Thanks. Peace.